Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Environmental justice will be the mission of the entire government. The president has the most ambitious climate agenda than any other president in history. This is obstruction of justice by the Department of Justice. They've started to investigate and the evidence is coming out. Our trade imbalance with China was almost a trillion dollars. We are in the most dangerous position we've ever been in. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. Uh, so an interesting story made Fox News today. The uh, This happened a while back, but I thought it was rather funny. It happened a couple of weeks ago. University of Connecticut men's basketball coach Dan Hurley. Uh, he's the brother of Bobby Hurley, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dad was... Uh... I think his dad was Bob Hurley, a coach, a high school coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway, his uh, Huskies won the national championship. Mm -hmm. And um, as usually happens after the national championship, um, I I guess Reagan started this perhaps, uh, you get a call from the president. Bobby Hurley, uh, Bobby Hurley, Dan Hurley, Bobby Hurley's brother, um, he, he was celebrating, at his cell phone rings, he looks down, sees a, a D.C. area code, ignores it. <laughs> as, as would I. <laughs> and it was the president. I, mean, I'm just, I just thought it was humorous that that story comes out the same day that Joe Biden announced he's running for re-election. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, somehow that just, I mean, it's just poetic justice. It just, it, it sort of typifies Joe. It's just like... I, <laughs> Can you hear? If he had answered the phone, it was Joe Biden. I, I can just hear this conversation. Joe Biden would go in and saying, "You know, I was I was a third team All American basketball player at University oh, yeah. of Delaware, <laughs> and you know we were sure the the national championship. Turned down an NBA contract, you know, and decided to call anyway. go to law school where I finished first in my class. You know uh, that kind of uh, stuff. Uh, the old uh, BS. Yeah. What are you um, talking about? Uh, you, Joe. You, Joe. Uh, anyway, I, I just thought that was interesting. So Joe announced, as we said yesterday, we didn't say he wouldn't announce. We said we wouldn't be surprised if he didn't announce or said he's not running. Uh, he came out and said he was going to run, had a three-minute video, which uh, made Joe look like he was a college basketball player. I mean, they had little you know, shots of him sprinting up oh, the yeah. stage and without falling down. I, I, I watched that early this morning. I got up early this morning. I was stretching and had on uh, Fox News, one of the last people watching Fox News before the lights go out. Um, and uh, they're showing the video right at 6 o'clock when it was released to the public, 6 a.m. this morning. And I thought to myself, I, I, you know, you could so easily do a parody of this thing. Instead <laughs> of just sprinting, you know, running as he tries to look like he's, you know, full of venom and vigor and... Fall down, exactly. Yeah, yeah. falling down the steps on the airplane one. <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm surprised at, and and I noticed it right away, was the number of pictures of Kamala Harris. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I, I really thought, okay, if if he does announce, is he going to announce with Kamala, who's been a complete disaster, mm-hmm. and apparently so. Yeah, and something else I noticed. Um, you know, based on that three-minute video, you would think that we lived in a country that uh, half the people in America were gay, and uh, the other three-fourths of the people uh, had dark skin color. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. mean, really. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I I rewound it and watched it several times, and you know, boy, you got a you got an iron stomach. 
I mean, it's just uh, <laughs> it's just un- it's just unbelievable. Um, well, how, in, in that in that three minute video too, not only you know talking down Republicans, extreme MAGA, blah blah blah, but it was again it was a, a three minutes of okay, let's separate people into groups. Oh yeah, yeah. To one issue, typical Democrat. I mean, it, it, going back to. Really, o- Obama was the one that really masterminded that, and everybody's been doing it since. And when when uh, Hillary was running in 2016, of course, she did that. She did, tried to divide everybody up. And we used to say on the program, it's just like when Hillary was doing it, why are you going after this this small little group that represents you know two percent of America and alienating everybody else? I, I, in the long run, I you know, I, I it. It's class warfare, and they want they want you to think if you're in a certain class that they are on your side, and uh, come join us because we're representing you, the minority, and they're trying to get together with all these different minorities. But uh, again, as you mentioned, uh, you know a lot of it was focused on making Republicans look bad, and it was going back to the old throw granny off the cliff idea that if you vote for a Republican, you're voting for a MAGA Republican, which, what's wrong with make America great again, whether it's Donald Trump or whatever, but but th- he actually came out and said, they want to cut your Social Security. <laughs> they want to cut your Medicare. Um, and, you know, I, they have to have tested that to see how it affects people. And I assume that there's enough people out there that uh, would would think, uh, okay, that's that's something that I'm really concerned with, and so I'm going to uh, consider voting for this guy. Um, but you have to ask yourself also, okay, was that video to get his base excited so that he will be the nominee, uh, or, or is that a foregone conclusion? And he's running against he's running against the Republicans at this point that he's assuming that he's he's you know, in like Flint in terms of uh, winning the primary. Um, I, you know, because as you said, pointing out the the different uh, demographics that he was trying to rally around, uh, that was basically his base. Well, that's what he was doing. I mean, it, it was, I thought the video was one, making sure you, you uh, solidify those groups that you have targeted as one issue voters, make sure they're still there with you. And, and, and just an all-out anti-Trump campaign um, because he didn't have anything to run on. I mean, he ran against right. Trump before, and that was a lot easier, you know, coming out of COVID. I mean, of course, you know, when when the the Fauci's of the world and the Roy Coopers of the world, as far as that goes, shut the world down. Of course, we went in a recession um, because of the you know the COVID. But um, he had that to run on last time. He he could just blame. Well, you know what? He hadn't done any better. You right. know, deaths actually increased. Uh, we, we find out now that vaccines, guess what? They didn't work. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, they, they lowered the symptoms, but they didn't cause you from, you know, getting the, getting the virus. Masks didn't work. All the things have been proven now. You can't run on that anymore, Joe. So it's just running on anti-Trump. They believe that Trump will be the Republican nominee, and it's kind of shaping up like it's going to be Trump-Biden unless uh, – they find a way to get get rid of Biden uh, before then, but I, but I, I mean, you bring a good, good point. I I find it interesting how much they highlighted uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, and I actually thought they would not. Yeah, 
Because I, I, don't I thought they tried to be neutral, you know, maybe have one picture of her way in the background, but it was very obvious that she was going to be the running mate. Yeah, I, I don't see how I don't see how that's a winning strategy, except maybe you know, uh, if you think it uh, can solidify the uh, the black vote. I just don't think that's most Americans would feel very confident. Well, uh, um, PJ Media is speculating that okay. Biden will be the, the, the figurehead that will get him elected and Kamala Harris will then take over. You know, once he's in, in office, you know, six months to a year, he'll bow out, you know, for whatever reason of dementia or senility and, well, and uh, she'll take over. Certainly, I think the Democrats, if they think they can win an election with her, which I, I'm not convinced they they think that. But if they think they can win an election with her, I believe they think they can win an election with her against Donald Trump. I really believe that. And and to them, the powers of the Democrat Party, the oligarchs that control the Democrat Party, I, they, they probably think that Kamala Harris will be easier to control than Joe Biden, because Joe Biden, you know, is 80 years old and 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 in, you know early mid stages dementia. Uh, Kamala Harris is just stupid. Right. I mean, right. I, I hate to say it, but yeah. I mean, everything yeah. that she has touched and been responsible for, left her way to the top, and she has stupid. fumbled. Yeah. So. Well, you know, remember too, there's a lot of people that are assuming that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. Go back and look, because what we're um, a year and a half out to the next presidential election. Go back and look at previous polling when you're 18 months away from the general election and see who was ahead. And you're going to find, I'm sure there's a couple of elections in there where you you had uh, candidates that were ahead and ended up uh, being the nominee. But there are also a lot of uh, a lot of general elections that 18 months prior to the general election, the nominees did not reflect who would actually uh, win the nominee for either party. So I'm not, I, you know, I, I think it's way too. I mean, right now, yes, he's a front runner. He's a front runner by a pretty good margin. But I'm not, I'm not certain that Donald Trump is is going to be the guy. In fact, Donald Trump came out today and said he might not participate in uh, the primary debates. Oh, he won't because there's no, I mean, why would he? Really? I mean, DeSantis will wipe him in a debate scenario. He would, and uh, but if he if he does not participate. And suddenly DeSantis's numbers shoot way up. He'll get in the debates. Yeah, the only thing about that is the more Republicans that get in this race, you know, with with if Tim Scott gets in, you know, he's forming the committee. Uh, I guess Pence is already in, and uh, who Chris Christie is in, Nikki Haley's in. Is that right? Yeah. So I mean, you start pulling off two, three, four, five to eight percent for all these people. I mean, Trump's got it. I mean, I think I think his 35-plus percent uh, or more, 35 to 40, I think is – Well, he, he, does have, he does have 35 to 40 percent that are MAGA Republicans. They're going to vote for him no matter what. So can, can, every, can one other candidate get enough to be competitive with him? Uh, speaking of um, primaries – uh, Town Hall has got a uh, story out today, too, that uh, the, the DNC has basically come out and said, you know what, we're not going to have any primary debates. Of course not. Yeah. No. So they're protecting Joe, which is, is a little bit of a surprise because the speculation was, okay, the powers that be, the puppet masters, do they really want Joe? Apparently they do. Uh, this is cut one, Clark. This is um, Tulsi Gabbard, who was on Fox last night talking about the fact that um, the DNC will not have a debate 
a primary debate for Joe Biden. There are so many issues here. Uh, you've mentioned a couple of them. There are many, many more. We could go down the list of his indefensible record that he's had as president. One of the things, though, is that the American people need to be able to examine these issues. What's the traditional way that we normally do that? Through a debate, right? Well, the DNC just announced we're not going to have any presidential primary debates. And so, you know, for me as a presidential candidate back in 2020, they were rigging the system back then. They were just more subtle about it, tossing softball questions to Kamala Harris and giving people more time. But, but now they are so arrogant and so disrespectful to the American people and voters. They're just saying, nope, we're not going to allow any debates. We're not going to put his record in front of the American people. We're not going to give people any choice other than Joe Biden. And so my appeal to Democrats and to American voters, if people are thinking about voting for President Biden, they really need to ask themselves if they want to support a candidate that is, has so much disdain and disrespect for the American people. Now, remember, he does have two other candidates that have announced. Both are fairly much, both are long shots. Marianne Williamson, who's some head guru, I don't know what she is. I don't think she's figured it out yet. She ran last time, didn't get any votes, and she's running again. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr., now this is Bobby uh, Kennedy's son. Uh, Bobby Kennedy's son. Yeah. Who, uh, he has uh, some. I, I shouldn't say yeah, that. Yeah, he, he does have some disease that makes him. Oh, he, oh okay. Oh, yeah. I, I just thought he screamed yeah. and yelled a lot. No, no. Oh, he okay. actually, yeah, now you okay. feel worse than Okay, you. I feel bad now. <laughs> Okay, I'm over. Uh, but <laughs> but no, this guy is is uh, he very very outspoken against the vaccine and very outspoken against Fauci, but he's also very outspoken against rigged elections. Yeah. And uh, if Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was on the stage with Joe Biden, I don't know that he'd get a, a lot of votes away from Joe, but he would embarrass Joe. Oh yeah, he would embarrass Joe big time. So it'll be interesting to see if um, the screams and hollers from people like uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Marianne Williamson, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, I, I don't think it's enough to make uh, Joe change, you know, or the DNC change their mind. They're not going to have any Well, debates. you know, some people claim that debates don't matter. They do. I mean, they're not really debates, but they do matter because I mean, they, they can yeah. swing elections. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing now about keeping Joe Biden out of debate, I mean, he is going to do bad unless, unless they have a miracle drug. I mean, he is going to do really, really bad, much worse than last time. Well, but with today's youth uh, and voters that don't watch news and don't watch debates, if if you get enough tape out there of him screwing up in these debates, falling down the steps, where where you know they can just you know hit the internet with it, uh, they they just cannot risk that because well, most of Americans don't know how bad he is. We talked about yesterday. Seventy five percent of adults under thirty five don't want Joe to run. For re-election. Yeah. 75%. That's that's a massive number. Hey, we're going to take a time out. Lots more to talk about. Uh, some new information on Tucker. Everybody's got a theory. We'll talk about that when we get back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in. It is News and Views for a Tuesday. Taking a quick look at your weather forecast. Tonight, mainly cloudy, a low 49. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun in the morning, followed by cloudy skies in the afternoon, a high of 71. Actually, pretty nice out there today. I think we reached in the low 70s. 
Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, a few showers late, a low of 52. Thursday, more clouds than sun, a slight chance of a rain shower, a high of 74. Uh, cloudy skies uh, with showers developing on Thursday night. It is, um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd go there. <laughs> it is April 25th, and it's National Lingerie Day. You just threw a hanging curveball. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 19 days to Mother's Day, so there get a little go. lingerie from off. There you go. There you go. Um, weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. And uh, as the weather gets warmer and life gets busier, you deserve time to relax and have some fun. So head on out to Ironwood. Ironwood Golf and Country Club invites you to become a member, make new traditions with friends and family on the course, in the pool, at the courts, or while enjoying a great meal with beautiful views. Ironwood offers a variety of memberships with no initiation fee required. Contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Become an Ironwood Golf and Country Club member today. Call 252 752 Remember, when you join Ironwood, you're a part of the Renaissance Golf Group, and so you have full privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort, North Carolina, as well as Compass Point and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. So when you go to the beach this summer, you'll be all set. So Tucker Carlson, um, there's a lot of speculation, and I'm not sure that anybody has the full story, and we have yet to hear from Tucker Carlson. But uh, the Los Angeles Times came out today and said that Tucker Carlson's firing, first of all, was a total surprise. He had no idea that it was coming. So they're saying uh, Washington Free Beacon also is verifying this, that it, it, was, it was a shocker. Uh, there's other stories out that says that the, the team, the production team that works with Tucker and produces the program, uh, they were in the middle of a meeting when they were told Tucker is gone and he's gone for good, and um, they had no um, previous knowledge until they were told that in the middle of this production meeting. The Los Angeles Times also said that his firing was related to a discrimination lawsuit filed by a former producer for his show. The Los Angeles Times source says the firing was not directly related to Fox Corp's um, settlement with Dominion Voting System, which was almost $800 million for spreading false claims about his voting machines. Again, some of the things that we, we have heard is that he was going to go on. And, and remember, too, I, I, don't, I, I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine they've got some pretty good insurance coverage being, oh, yeah. being in the business that they're in. Uh, you know, I would, I would imagine that their liability insurance bill is astronomical. But uh, because of the business they're in, uh, I imagine that. I don't know what kind of deductible they have on something like that. I, I bet it would be $50 million. Well, so then. Maybe more. I don't know. Well, anyway, e- either way, the insurance company paid a lot of money. But, it, it, I, and this is speculation on our part, but was a part of the settlement with Dominion that, okay, we're not going to disclose any of the details. We're just we're going to pay you out, and everybody's going to keep their mouth shut, which is usually how those things work. Did Tucker Carlson say, well, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut? Mm-hmm. Now, we did hear, we have read stories that said that he was going to go on and defend himself. Now, um, again, these are a lot of talking heads. Um, PJ Media has got a story out today saying Fox News is dead, but Tucker Carlson has already got his first job offer. And, uh, again, they said that uh, Carlson was in some hot water with corporate suits uh, at the board. Um, one of the interesting things was, and I didn't realize this until I was reading this story, is 
Paul Ryan, the former uh, GOP Speaker of the House, is on the board of directors for uh, the Fox News Corporation. He must mm. he must have something on somebody. He is. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I, I, I was shocked when I heard that. But anyway, apparently he is not a Tucker Carlson fan. I don't know if he was putting pressure for him to be dumped or not. Um, Carlson is expected to land on his feet, so says Fox News, former Fox News talent, Megan Kelly. That's what she told her podcast audience yesterday. Um, she said, blue skies are ahead. He's got a bright future, a more joyous, brighter, and more lucrative future. Glenn Beck was on her podcast, and he said that uh, The Blaze is uh, getting ready to offer Tucker Carlson a, uh, a gig on The Blaze. Now, my hunch is that Tucker Carlson was is probably got strong enough numbers that uh, he could say, hey, I'm going to start my own thing, Glenn, and you can come work for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I don't see Tucker Carlson and Glenn Beck getting together. I just I think Glenn Beck has been on his program before. I re- remember seeing him interviewed once oh, or twice. Yeah, they they both been on each other's programs. Yeah. I think they've developed a good yeah. relationship. It sounds like, but I, you know, I think Tucker can make his own way. I mean, he won't be on yeah. he won't be on corporate media or network TV. No, no one's going to give him anything. But yeah. it's um, he'll be the next Joe Rogan. I, you know, I could see. Um, Maybe them doing some kind of joint venture or something, not going directly with Blaze, but that, you know, he's got plenty of money, so I mean, he can, he can afford to take some risk and have all the reward, you know. Both uh, Megan Kelly and Glenn Beck speculated on why Carlson was out. Both thought the January six recordings um, were a sore point with the network. And it's interesting. Uh, Megan Kelly pointed out, and, and as, as best as I can remember, I think she's correct. He had this exclusive. Fox News had this exclusive. Mm-hmm. And yet the Fox News part, I mean, a, a lot of Fox News is opinion, but, you know, at, at 6 o'clock, Brett Baer is news. Now, I, he did mention that they had the recordings, but I don't ever remember seeing the special report at 6 o'clock ever showing any of the footage that uh, Tucker Carlson showed. Now, maybe. No. no I, not, I don't remember mm-hmm. that if he did. They, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another interesting point related to that. Um, Ray Epps is the guy that uh, Tucker Carlson kept pointing to. And cited the riot on January 6th. Right, that he was working with uh, with the federal government and that he was inciting the rioters to go into the Capitol and make mayhem. Um, Epps apparently has got a lawsuit accusing Carlson of ruining his life through these accusations. Now, again, I think it's very curious that Ray Epps has never been charged with anything when the videotapes clearly show him inciting individuals to go into the Capitol. Yeah, he was doing a lot more than the guy with the bison horns walking around oh, yeah. <clears throat> with his shirt off. Yeah. So um, so that's what uh, Bill O'Reilly thinks, that that's a part of that. He also thinks that there was an individual, a former producer, with Carlson, who apparently had videotaped or had gotten a hold of certain videotapes. I'm assuming that these were tapes of production meetings. In other words, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Raleigh pointed out that each morning uh, producers meet to discuss what content will go into the program, and uh, everybody gets together. And I don't have any idea how many people are on the team. But I would imagine it's more than just a couple. I imagine it's probably anywhere from 10 to 12 on the production team 
that, you know, producing, especially for Tucker Carlson, the kind of money and, and numbers he has. But apparently, it, and, and part of this is speculation on my part, reading the articles and putting together, okay, who was this person? But it sounded like it was a female producer of some sort who had a bunch of videos that she put together. And again, you know, if you if you take stuff out of <clears throat> excuse me, if you take stuff out of context, uh, you can make anybody look like a hero or look like a villain. <laughs> and uh, it sounds like she had mm. some videotapes in which uh, apparently she was making Tucker Carlson look bad. Now, what's interesting is what you had said yesterday and came back and, and uh, reiterated today before we went on the air, that it's, it's, if, if this happened, it must have been a while ago, because Tucker Carlson is now, or has been, um, most times in his home. Produce, uh, you know, he's, yeah. he's on camera uh, at a home studio so, somewhere far away from New York or Washington, D.C. Yeah, most times, I, from what I read in an article, I don't know, few months ago, just about all his shows, he films from uh, Maine or Florida, and occasionally he's in the studio. So, I mean, what could happen at his home? You know, the one one thing that you don't know, well, the one thing that you do know, only one or two guys made this decision, and that was Rupert Murdoch or his son or whatever, I don't know his name, but the family. Ultimately, yeah. I, I no, I think they're the only ones could make that decision. Well, no, no, I'm saying the the board could have their opinion, but ultimately it's going to be that so, and the son. So they they're probably the only ones that knew about it. So you could so you could argue that well, this has been in the works since the Dominion deal, and just waiting for that to hammer to fall, and they had already made the decision. If if that's the case, I, I promise you they didn't tell anyone else because there is absolutely no way that information would stay tight. More than the Murdoch family, so that so that's why it makes me think that it happened abruptly this weekend. No one else knew. I think they gave him some conditions, and he said pretty much said, and it could have been about anything, maybe about the January six covers, maybe about not talking about Dominion, maybe about you know easing up on this, easing up on that, and he just said, no, I'm gonna do my thing, and they just will leave. But well, I, it could, it could be, I know, and again. These people are speculating. We're we're speculating. I wonder too. Again, I go back to the insurance company. Did the insurance company said, "Hey, we'll continue to cover you, but Carlson's got to go." Well, you know that could that could happen. Uh, but I mean, he's a big money maker. He's a network. big money maker, and that's and the other part of the story is the stock is is dropping like a rock. And I just can't see. Um, I, I really think it it's going to boil down to to a moment of egos. That could not deal with it, and they blew up, and the Murdochs made that decision right then and there, and he was done. That's what that's what I think could come out, but I could be wrong. Anyway, well, listen, he's going to show up somewhere. He'll probably take a little sabbatical, take a summer sabbatical, maybe maybe just take a week or two off. I don't know. But, uh, it gives him the summer to go fly fish in Montana yeah. and then come back and sign a half-a-billion-dollar contract with somebody. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm taking a sabbatical, but I don't think anybody's going to sign me to a billion-dollar contract. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back.
Get the information you need here to be informed and stay informed. Put your song in this heart of mine. Put your smile on my face every time. Because I love it. Welcome back in. So three weeks ago, uh, the controversy over Dylan Mulvaney showing up on the uh, can of Bud Light. If, you, if you've been under a rock, um, he was the uh, transgender who has now decided to uh, be a uh, spokes icon for Bud Light. Well, he was. He's not anymore. Um, Bud Light sales have now dropped 17%. Wow. Yeah. And I would I would venture that the few cases of Bud Light that have sold is probably because they've been marked down considerably. I bet if you go to the grocery store, I haven't gone to look, but I bet if you go to the grocery store, um, you will see Bud Light, the, the price slashed. It's going to be the cheapest beer you could buy. Interestingly, last Friday, I was playing in a golf tournament. And, you know, when you play in these golf tournaments, you know, they, they wine and dine you. And, they, you know, you, they, you're out in the golf course. You know, you can, you can have an Arnold Palmer. You can have a Bud Light. or well, Anyway, you have a beer or have water or have a Gatorade, whatever you want. But the individuals that went out, it's actually, it was, it was for a worthy cause, but a couple of ladies went out to buy the refreshments. And they went over to Sam's and they just bought what they thought would be popular. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, uh-oh, was right. <laughs> they bought a bunch of Bud Light, and at the end of the golf tournament, there was a lot of Bud Light left over. There was no – they bought mm. Bud Light and Coors, and uh, the, the Coors was all gone. you got to believe Miller, Miller and Coors is loving it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They said that the Coors and Miller uh, um, sales have uh, gone up close to 4% each. Mm. Uh, so I, and, and I guess the, the, the difference of the uh, Bud Light dropping 17% has just gone a lot of different directions. Uh, interesting story out from uh, Education First, North Carolina, uh, talking about a new Senate Bill 560, which uh, introduced um, by the chairs of the Senate Health Committee, would cut off state and local funding to any institution providing child sterilization and mutilation services. Um, the, the bill says, among other things, it's actually a fairly lengthy bill, but interestingly, about three pages of the bill is just full of definitions. But one aspect of the bill, limitation on use of, of state funds for gender trans, transition procedures, public funds shall not be directly or indirectly used, granted, paid, or distributed to any entity, organization, or individual that provides gender transition procedures to a minor. Now, this bill has yet to face... A full Senate vote, but it's uh, got some pretty uh, significant uh, sponsors, including Buck, uh, Buck Newton from over in uh, the Wilson area, who's uh, a, a sharp uh, conservative who uh, I wish was uh, our attorney general. <laughs> he ran against Josh Stein a couple of elections ago and uh, barely, he almost beat Josh Stein, but uh, it was a close race. But uh, he, among others, is uh, one of the sponsors. Uh, but interestingly, uh, you know, there was a controversial story out, um, was it six, eight months ago, about, you know, it, it appeared that uh, ECU School of Medicine had, you know, at least put their uh, toe in the water related to these kind of things. Um, 
it's it's pretty obvious that uh, if uh, this bill goes through, Senate Bill 560, that's going to uh, shut that activity down. And, and who are the sponsors of that bill? Um, Senators um, Bergen and Corbin are the primary sponsors, mm-hmm. uh, and Corwick. Mm. Um, but uh, the the short title is Medical Treatment Treatment for Minors Act. So we'll keep an eye on that. Hey, we've got to take another time out. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. Ride and shotgun with your 5 o'clock drive. The drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Is that me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shut up. I have computers talking. Uh, was that a was that an ad? Did we get any revenue for that? Yeah, Leave it off. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I I always try to highlight these stories when they come across the wire because uh, I think the more we promote these, the more the bad guys will say, "I better be careful about who I'm going to break into or mug or whatever," because there's a lot of people that are tired of the craziness that's going on. And uh, are, are now have decided, you know what, I'm going to carry. Or I'm going to at least, if I don't carry, I'm going to at least make sure I have protection inside my home. Fox News is reporting an armed homeowner in Pennsylvania took on four home invasion suspects, opening fire on them, sending two to the hospital, according to local authorities. Four men broke into the Bethlehem Township home last Thursday about 4 a.m., when three residents were home, according to the Northampton County District Attorney's Office, the suspects were identified. They were sounded like uh, they were all um, immigrants, Hispanic uh, surnames, and uh, all between the ages of 20. Well, uh, most of them were in the 20s. One was in his 40s. But uh, one of them got shot seven times in the back. Mm-hmm. I, I would uh, now, they're saying that he's going to survive, but... Uh, Listen, this kind of thing. Play stupid games. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know I don't know if I was out when this story broke, but something similar to this, uh, I guess it was last week. Did you see the video of the guy that some, someone was trying to steal his car in his yard and, and four guys, and he basically. Oh, I did see that. I mean, yes. they just about got the best of them, but they didn't. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. I bet those guys learned a lesson. When you're going to steal a car, don't go in someone's yard that's driving a service truck with a ladder on top. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like somebody told me a long time ago, be careful about messing with a guy with his name on his shirt. You know, because he does physical labor for a living, and he just might whip the, yeah, you know, what I But I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, there's some interesting stories out today about the idiocy uh, in the Democrat Party and the Biden administration in particular. Um, I saw one headline that indicated that uh, yeah, the Biden administration has opted against granting a permit for transporting liquefied natural gas from Pennsylvania to New Jersey via railroad. The U.S. Department of Transportation stated in a federal filing published Monday that it had rejected a special permit from Energy Transport Solutions um, uh, a Missouri-based liquid f- uh, fuels transportation firm to renew authorization for the transportation. A uh, DOT uh, sub-agency, the Pipeline and Hazardous Material Safety Administration, explained Tuesday the decision was in part a result of litigation. Uh, this this would fall under uh, Pothole Pete's purview. Yeah. And uh, 
So, I mean, we're not talking about some dangerous chemical. It's, granted, it's flammable, but uh, we're not talking about, you know, if there was, now, if there was a derailment, I suppose you could have a tremendous fire, but... Uh, <laughs> And for the good people of Pennsylvania that voted for Fetterman, uh, I think Donald Trump would say, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, uh, that natural gas, there's a lot of natural gas up in that area, and that's probably taken away from Pennsylvanians. Bingo. Uh, Town Hall is reporting Democrat-led bill will make it harder to detain illegal immigrants who are LGBTQ+. Uh, when is it going to end? The bill called the Dignity for Detained Immigrants Act would classify those who are gay, lesbian, transgender, and people who don't speak English as vulnerable persons. The bill is being uh, led by Representative Jayapal of uh, Washington. Is that how you pronounce her name? Jayapal? Hmm. Jayapal? Um, she's one of the squad members, and Representative Adam Smith, also of Washington, as well as Cory Booker. According to a press release from uh, JFL's office, the legislation would inject much-needed justice and impose a high burden of proof to detain people deemed as vulnerable. How is that justice? So if you're heterosexual um, and you're straight, you're, you're, you're not going to get special treatment. But if you're an illegal immigrant who's gay, lesbian, transgender, or can't speak English, well, that only includes about 95% of them. <laughs> Pardon me for stereotyping, but I'm sorry. If you're bilingual and you're from a Hispanic com- country, I, you know, I, I doubt that you're having to cross the border illegally. So you think you'll have some of these folks that, that get ready to cross the border and they all of a sudden... Put on clothes of the opposite sex. Yeah. I mean, bingo. You think that's a, you think that's going to happen? <laughs> well, listen, I can guarantee you right now, the cartel is down there telling men put on this dress. You want to get across the border? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and plus, <laughs> this is how dumb they are. Okay, Tom, you're an immigrant. I look at you. Hey, do you speak English? <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. I mean, how easy to, uh, I mean, all that means is, okay, you come to the border, you're in. That's what it means. It's amazing how these Democrats, all, all, always under the banner of compassion, oh, we're so kind and compassionate to these poor people. And it's just, it's, it's just more and more chaos. Hmm. Speaking of immigrants, uh, New York City Mayor Ed Adams lamented on Friday how the immigrant crisis is affecting the Big Apple and called on Joe Biden to help. Now, what's interesting about this, you might remember at the beginning of Adam's tenure, he was bragging about how New York was a sanctuary city. Oh, yeah. And basically Mm -hmm. saying that Republican-led cities and states, they're not compassionate like we Democrats are. We we one and all are welcome. Just come. We're a sanctuary city. And now he says the city is being destroyed by the migrant crisis, Adam said during a panel discussion at the African-American Mayor's Association's conference in Washington, D.C. Do you think there's a Caucasian Mayor's Conference? I just, I, I just, I'm just yeah, curious. I just, I just, just a question. Earlier in the week, Adams pointed out the massive cost of dealing with the situation. The city is already out $817 million just this year, said his budget director, and it's starting uh, as staring down a $1.4 billion price tag for... Um, what was it, about 35,000 illegals in the city right now? You wait. <clears throat> Somehow New York will be helped oh, yeah. by unspent COVID funds, and yep. they will connect yep. this somehow to COVID. Yep. Bingo. And uh, I can just see it coming. Bingo. 
Anthony Fauci um, did a uh, interview with the New York Times. Fauci. That is the big red flag. Yeah, you're the big red flag. Uh, anyway, you know he is now basically coming out and said, "Listen, I didn't have anything to do with the school shutting down. <laughs> I didn't, don't don't blame me. I didn't do it. I didn't do it." And he's also coming out and saying, "Well, you know, well, you know, these people that said I said herd immunity wouldn't work. No, 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 no. I didn't. You, you misinterpreted what I meant. I mean, he is backpedaling on so many issues right now. He's a liar." He's a liar. And he's not and the thing about it is there's no repercussions for him because he's not under oath. I mean he just I mean, you can't be charged for lying to the media. If if so, I mean every politician could they not pass legislation that would defund his uh, pension? I, I suppose it's possible. Uh, he's, it's not gonna happen. Gosh, but his latest financial report I saw was like twenty million or something. Oh yeah. I mean he's Oh yeah, he is independently wealthy. He like doubled his wealth during COVID yeah. or something. Yeah. One of the very few people that did. He and uh, all the uh, pharmaceutical companies. And you think they were in cahoots? Bingo. Mm. Fox News is reporting two students who were prohibited from wearing clothing that featured the phrase critical of Joe Biden. Um, basically, they were wearing a um, Let's Go Brandon, Let's Go Brandon T-shirt. And uh, they were told they had to take them off. They were They were a little ticked. Because uh, the gay pride kids got to wear their stuff, but uh, Let's Go Brandon couldn't do it. What do they look like? The kids? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't see any <laughs> pictures of them, but uh, they were uh, sweatshirts. They Let's Go Brandon. Uh, okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, depending on what they look like. So, yeah, take it, take it off. Hey, listen, <laughs> um, we mentioned this yesterday. I'm not going to give you the full explanation, but uh, this is our last week on News and Views. So we've got three more days. Let's enjoy them. We'll see you tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Uh, have a great night, everybody. See you tomorrow. All right, all right, all right.